0: Whether you are new to the living healthy lifestyle or a healthy living veteran, this is the place for the honest answers to your questions. Naturally Savvy with registered holistic nutritionist Andrea Donsky and health journalist Lisa Davis on RadioMD.com. I'm Lisa Davis, along with Andrea Donsky. One of my favorite things about doing the show is not only that I learn a ton, but I get to meet awesome people. And recently, I spoke on my other radio show with Dr. Mark Golston, and we hit it off big time. And I thought, what an amazing guy. Can't wait to have him on Naturally Savvy. And here he is, Dr. Golston. Yay! (laughs) Huge fan. I'm, I'm
1: so glad to be with you two.
0: Yeah, we're so glad to have you on. I tell your book, Talking to Crazy, How to Deal with the Irrational and Impossible People in Your Life. uh, It's fantastic. It's an amazing book. And uh, I just, I learned so much. And my husband and I were both, you know, fighting over it because he's like, wait, wait, you're this and I'm that. And it's amazing. But anyway, okay, so we're going to jump in today. Paper train your problem relatives and slash employees for the holidays. Jump in, doctor.
1: Um. You know the holidays are not over. I mean, one third's down. I think we have Christmas and New Year's, and there are people that come to your parties that you can't disinvite, and they won't <laughs> do you the favor of passing away between now and then. Um, and so, but there is a way in which you can train them to to be positive, and and it's simply this: ha, have a male who's involved with the party. Call the difficult person or difficult employee and reach out to them and say, Hi, Joe, this is Tom. I need your help with something. And that's why you want a male to call, because a male asking for help disarms anyone. And uh, and what uh, Tom would say to Joe is, Joe, I need your help with something. You know, we have our party coming up, and you're an important person. Uh, You're important because you come to the party every year, and we don't know how to get rid of you. You don't say that. <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah, exactly. and, and interestingly, difficult people often feel the world has treated them as unimportant, and they're going to get mm-hmm. even by spoiling people's times at mm-hmm. uh, the parties. that That's their M.O. And so when you reach out to that person, to that difficult Joe, and say, Joe, I need your help with something, uh, we don't know where people have been this year. We don't know who's dealing with cancer, bankruptcy, divorce, a kid who's in rehab, and I'd like to count on you that when people, you know, ring the bell, come in, that since you've been coming for years, you go over to them and you, you know, you welcome them, take their coat, see if they want a drink, uh, ask them, you know, how they're doing and just kind of, you know, help them come into the party. And uh, because uh, I'd like you to do that. Now, the worst that person's going to say is, well, I don't know if I can do that. They're not going to say, I can't do that. I was planning on ruin it for, ruining it for everyone, what I <laughs> do every year.
0: If they're honest, for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah,
1: it is honest. And then when they come to the party, you answer the door and you get them. When you see them, I'm big on touching someone on the shoulder and saying, in this case, I'd say, Joe, I remember the conversation. Really could use your help. Just do the best you can. And you may not turn them around completely, but you've you've bared your neck, so you've been vulnerable and humble. You've told them they're important, and you're giving them something to do, something specific. Because sometimes these people act up because they don't know what to do also. They're just awkward. They just blurt things out. And so you give them a task, and I think those uh, are ways that could be a deterrent to their acting, uh, acting up.
0: You know, I, I think that's great advice. Now, I, I want Let's backtrack for a second because when Lisa introduced you, this is Andrea, I want you to tell our listeners why you wrote this book and also what your training is because when I read your bio, it was very impressive to me. And, and I guess it all ties into your negotiation skills. So tell us a little bit about, you know, your negotiating skills and what you did for a living that brought you to this writing this book.
1: Well, I was a clinical psychiatrist in sort of high-stakes manner. I was a suicide specialist, a sort of a violence specialist, a psychiatrist, and then I went on to train FBI and police hostage negotiators. And then uh, I now work with organizations in which some difficult person is holding the company hostage, and I train people how to uh, uh, deal with those people because I did wow. a survey about stress and burnout, and it turns out that burnout and stress are more often caused by dealing with difficult people than too much work. And so I
0: Oh, I totally people. agree with that.
1: Yeah, teach people how to deal with them. And I wrote Just Listen because uh, I I think it's still happening. The world is not listening to each other. But the but the chapters they liked in Just Listen Most were steering clear of toxic people and how to move yourself from kind of, oh, fudge, to okay, a way to calm yourself down. And that got the most interest. So I decided to write the next book, which is Talking to Crazy, which is all about how to deal with Uh, these people that drive you crazy. And and I'm not talking about mentally ill people. Mentally ill people need help, uh, uh, and they can't help themselves. The crazy people I'm talking about are the people who can help themselves and become better people, but they choose not to.
0: You know, it's interesting that you say that, and I could not agree more that burnout and stress are caused by dealing with difficult people rather than the work itself. Now, and it does; it exhausts you. And I think about it, you know, when it comes to my childrens, or it comes to people that you work with, when people are argumentative, or people that are just constantly causing some type of disruption or making it difficult to get your job done. Can you do you work with families as well? For like people, or in your book, do you cover off how to work, how to deal with difficult children who are argumentative? Or I guess I'm,
1: families, family okay. businesses, adolescents. Um, but by the way, what causes us stress is is that. We, when they act up the way they do, since mm-hmm. we're not crazy, we have to put a lid on what we'd really like to do back to them. And 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 just keeping a lid on how we like to get back at them for what they just said or did. There's a cumulative effect on that. So stress is when someone acts up like that, and you have to put a lid on what you'd really like to say to them, that, which it could be like a high colonic relief kind of thing, but it'll cost you your job. Uh, <laughs> right. Or, uh, and then burnout is when there's a cumulative effect of not being able to respond to people like this. And then over time, you start avoiding them and you, know, you shouldn't avoid them. And that's what that's one of the things that leads to burnout. Hmm.
0: And then what about just facing it head on and being honest with them? And I mean, obviously, employees are different than your kids. I mean, your kids, if they're small and they're argumentative, it's, dealing, that's a parenting issue, I guess, maybe even not, you would probably say maybe even not. But is there a specific strategy in working with people? I mean, I would just think being honest and telling them or, you know, do you have something else that you would recommend?
1: Uh, Well, there's something that I call assertive humility. And that's where you, uh, uh, and because a lot of these difficult people will not act that way with some people because they know they can't get away with it. Mm-hmm. And, and often the people they won't act that way with, it's because those people are assertive, but, you know, hopefully not bullies. And so, so assertive humility would be like saying to your kid uh, something like, uh, instead of saying, oh, can't you do such and such, which is non-assertive, and they're going to go for the jugular, uh, what you say to them is, honey, I need your help with something. You know, we're, we're cruising towards age 18, and part of my responsibility that when you hit 18, that you hit, you know, hit the world feeling great, you know, having good skills, uh, being able to, you know, take disappointment, you know, not blame others. And I need your help with that. Uh, And uh, because if you're not able to do that, I hate to tell you this, it's tough to catch up. Hmm. But can you feel the firmness of it?
0: Yes, definitely. Yeah, you to, for sure, being more firm. You know, I, I'm loving what we're talking about today, and I know you're coming back for another uh, another segment. So I'm going to say goodbye to you now, but we're going to say hello to you again in about a minute. So if you want to learn more about Dr. Goulston, I definitely recommend checking out his website at goulstongroup.com and heartfeltleadership.com. You can also follow him on Twitter at Mark Goulston. I'm Andrea Donsky, along with Lisa Davis. This is Fabulous Conversation on Naturally Savvy Radio and on Radio MD. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at your Radio MD and at Naturally Savvy. Thanks for listening, everyone. Stay well.